I'm Jade Driver. And I'm Cassie Petrie. And we are the co-founders of CrowdSurf, a marketing, publicity, and artist management firm based in LA, New York, and Nashville that we started together in our college dorm rooms because we wanted to work with our favorite music artists. And now we do. And we want to teach you how you can do it too. This is How I Got Backstage. All right, guys, welcome to the second episode of How I Got Backstage. Thank you guys so much for all of your comments, your kind words, your just enthusiasm about the first episode. It's been so inspiring to read everything, and we just want to thank you guys so much. Um, starting next week, we are going to start answering one question in depth, like a good conversation about it from one of our listeners. So comment on our newest post on Instagram or tweet at us, whatever you want to do to communicate. Send us a pigeonogram. Something. Yes. <laughs> Next a bird, startup. A birdogram. No, bird is the scooter. We got to do something different. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, no, that's what I was saying. Like, they can bring it to us on the bird. Yes. Cassie's a very big I fan will of an- bird. I will answer any question that is delivered to me on a bird. <laughs> I'm going to keep that in mind. So you guys, send us your questions. We're going to pick one next week. Yeah, we're so excited that you guys like this. You say that you're receiving, you know, valuable information from this. And, you know, that's why we were doing this. It's so great to be a resource to you guys. And we want to evolve with this podcast as we go on. So keep telling us what you love and what you want to hear, because this is about you all. Yes. Okay. So I'm really excited because today we have one of, well, not one of, we have the, the number one, number Mm -hmm. one first guest ever on our podcast. I can't believe somebody wanted to come and sit down and be locked in a room with no air conditioning. You can't have air conditioning in here because you hear it and it makes a noise. That's my least favorite part about podcasts. So when I'm asked that, remember to remind me that that is my least favorite part about the podcast. I will remind you. Can we create a silent air conditioner? Because today I had this this problem in the studio with an artist too. I was like, why can't we have the air conditioner? Oh, I'm just a very big fan. Anyways, air conditioners aside, because they are, uh, our first guest. We have our first guest. And she was not forced to be here by any means, even though she works for us. Um. (laughs) But, you know, Nina is like, like an air conditioner. She's way cooler than we are. <laughs> oh. Cassie, I might just drop this mic for you right now on that one. Okay, it is Nina Kolb, Director of Publicity at CrowdServe. Yay, Nina, Nina's here. You guys, that was quite an intro. And thank you so much for having me. I can't of believe course. I'm the first. I'm the first guest. You are the first guest. Wow. I feel so honored. I, I feel honored that you're like actually act like you want to be here. I, I'm really excited. I mean, I think this is such a great podcast for young people out there that are trying to do what we're doing now and we're giving them free knowledge and education. Free knowledge in this one. Free <laughs> knowledge Nina. is underrated. Yes. <laughs> what am I doing? I just want to face Nina because it's weird. Oh, okay. But I'm not like facing her because I keep being like Meh. Sorry, guys, I had to adjust the mic. It was it was not facing Nina. And I, I wanted to I wanted to face Nina. Yeah, like have a conversation. Her. Yeah, have a conversation. Yeah. And I'm antisocial and I just look outside. <laughs> I can't. Um, OK, Nina. So let's start off by telling people the, the the topic of the podcast, how you got backstage. So tell us about kind of like, you know, music you liked growing up 
and how you got your first job in the music industry. Yeah. Um, growing up, I loved pop music. Britney Spears, number one all the way. Yep. And my brother was really into hip hop and I wanted to be just as cool as my brother. So that's how I got into hip hop and, you know, learning about Tupac and Biggie. And um, my first job or my way into getting into the music industry, I didn't know what I was doing. So um, I thought it'd be so fun to work for radio stations because they all the time had like musicians come in and they were doing interviews. So I just emailed um, different on-air personalities at my favorite radio station. That's amazing. And I was like, okay, whoever answers, like, great, I'm going to go with them. And this woman named Roxanne, who's still on the air, I believe she's in Michigan. Um, she was like, yeah, come be my intern. And she was doing the, um, the she wasn't afternoons. Um, she was doing like the night. Like no, the- I think she was like the lunchtime. Oh, the lunchtime. Oh, yeah. So she was doing the lunchtime drive. So like during the work, like work day music. Yeah. Yes. What, wait, what kind of radio station was it? It was a top 40 radio station. Okay. Yeah. Like, so like the big one in what, Chicago? In Chicago. Was, Kiss? It or? was, no, it was B96. It was owned B96 by. B96 Chicago. It was owned by shows. CBS Radio, which is now Entercom. Um, so yeah, she, she was like, come on board. You'll be an intern. And I didn't know that there was an internship coordinator at my college. So I just did this on my own. And so I came to my internship coordinator and I was like, hey, I got myself an internship. And he was like, oh, okay." So I worked with her for a really long time. And then wait, I think we need to have a little talk about this because I don't know if you know, but I worked in radio for, oh, my gosh, like seven or eight years. Yeah. Kind of did the same thing. So what what was you were just did you just do intern there or did you have a job there later? I started off as an intern and then I moved around to the afternoon shift. They moved to the night shift. Um, and then I didn't want to leave because I, so you did more like on air type stuff. I did on air. Yeah. So I I did more, um, promotion. Okay. So I was like out at the gas station with the prize wheel. Yeah. Asking people to spin it and win like a DVD. Yeah. Giving away tickets to the concerts. What's funny is that I told them I wasn't going to leave, but I also needed like a part-time job because I was in college. Yeah. And so they were like, okay, you can be a part-time promotions there coordinator. There you go. Yes. Been Do you know wheel. that our team... So I started off at Radio Disney in uh-huh. Richmond, Virginia, and our team was called the Fun Squad. I love it. And it was actually so much fun. It was it was maybe the best job I ever had. I didn't have like honestly. a cool name with my squad. Oh, that's sad. That is really You, you should have been part of the Fun Squad, Nina. You know, but like... Can we start a Fun Squad right yes. now? Yes. Yes. All right. I love and, it. And I just... I never... um I never have been paid by a radio station. I just used to trick the local DJ into letting me host the top five at nine over and over again by coming in with like the volleyball team and then my future problem solving team. And I always find a different angle and they're like, you're back for the sixth time. So basically we all kind of got our start in radio. Yeah. In a weird way. But in like I- a weird way. But radio was so important when I was growing up and I'm older Same. than both you guys, but still, I think like even with your age, Cassie, like radio was such an important part and it still is, yeah. but we didn't have there was we no had other internet, outlet. but there was no, no social media or there's no streaming no music or anything. Yeah. That's like internet was it. Yeah. I listened on Q94 to the top five at nine or nine at nine, whatever yeah. it was every week. I feel like Weezer was the top nine at nine for like 75 years. That's like what I remember when I think I had that. a lot of Nelly. One time I delegate or not delegated. I dedicated. You nelegated? Is Nelly- that what you said? <laughs> no, I said delegate. <laughs> but maybe I said nelegate. I don't know. We can listen back on it. But I uh, dedicated hot in here to my grandma, and she, was, <laughs> she, 
definitely called me out. I was it. definitely waiting for my high school bu- boyfriend. <laughs> me too. To my grandma. I dedicated Hot in Here to my grandma. Yeah, to my Mima. I think we should dedicate Hot in Here to your mom, who is <laughs> <Who's visiting> here today. <laughs> her, Cassie's mom, Cheryl, she's out in the, I don't know, the audience. foyer. Audience. audience. It's an audience. There's <laughs> live a live studio a audience. In okay, our audience. We have a live well. audience here we today. We have a live audience. It's, it's consisting of Cassie's mom, our, what is he, what, what do we call him? Our producer. Our producer. That's yep. the word. Okay. That's great. I love that. I love yes. your, I love that you just went out there and you did it yourself and you emailed and you found yourself an internship. That's incredible. Um, so that being said, I mean, Nina, you've worked at CrowdSurf for what now? Three years? Three years. Yeah. And I, you know, can attest to the fact that you are a hustler. Like girl's a hustler. True story. Like if I'm like, Hey Nina, um, I need you to do me a favor. I need you to grab your passport and come on the Backstreet Boys cruise with me in two days. She's like, okay. Yeah. Like that she does. She goes, okay. That's your, okay. That's, that's my, that's my yeah. Nina impression. <laughs> um, but actually we should talk later about the Backstreet Boys cruise. Cause well, it's something yeah. we've all three done. Yes. So that's, I haven't had the pleasure of being on the, the cruise with Nina though. I did next year, Kathy. Next year. Um, so yeah, that was kind of the beginning where you jumped in, found your own internship. I want you to kind of tell us now, like beyond that, because I know you didn't stop hustling there. What were some of your kind of like early hustles? Like, how did you go from radio intern to, you know, radio street team kid to real publicist? Um, well, I mean, I think one thing that the three of us kind of have in common is that hustle. So when I was in college getting my degree, I was also interning at the radio station and I had a job. So it was like, I had to make my own way. Cause at the end of the day, who's going to do it for any of us? You know, yeah. I want to make these yeah. dreams come true for myself. Yep. Um, and so after Chicago, I just moved to LA cause it was either New York or LA. Mm-hmm. And so I moved to Chicago or I moved to LA. Um, I slept on my friend's couch and I just, again, applied for any and everything I could do. Luckily, I got a job at um, a radio station out here. And then, really? yeah. Wait, where did you work I out here? I worked at, um, oh my gosh, My FM. Okay. Okay. I worked at My FM doing producing um, for like different shows. Uh, and then I just like knew other people that went to the same college and somehow the universe lined up and my best friend was working at this PR agency and she was like, Hey, they have an opening in their music department. Why don't you apply for it? And when I went for the interview, the guy went to my same college. So I was like, that's my, there you go. go. Yeah. What are you we went- going? Go. Yeah, Tiger. Oh, uh, um, we didn't have a mascot because we were like a we were a liberal arts school. So. Oh, that's not that's not cool for liberal yeah, arts school. Yeah. No mascot. No mascot. Um, so, and I think that's something important to point out is that you know you have to find you know once you kind of get a little bit of your foot in the door, try to find a connection with whoever you're interviewing with. Totally. You know, is it the same college you guys went to? Do your research. I think that's. The issue with some of the younger people I'm running into these days. You know, days it's funny like, because one time, I mean, this is total, it's not really off subject, but like, it's still kind of the same situation. Like I was interviewing someone and I had a Fallout Boy poster in my office and the person decides in the interview to tell me why they suck Wh- why? or why they think they suck. And I'm like, Who does that? why would you do that? You know, like yeah. it could either be somebody I'm working for or I'm a fan of and they just, you know, think about it. But, but yeah, you have the right answer bond with the person and don't say bad things about any anything because especially in the music business like 
everyone knows everyone and they either have probably worked with that artist or knows have a friend that works on the artist or are friends with that artist or a different oh, company. Absolutely. I you just I have to be smart about have, it. Actually it was somebody I was interviewing for you that came in and they started talking about a client we work with that we don't really necessarily publicize and how they didn't like this particular artist. And it was an immediate no for me, you yeah. know? So uh don't yeah, say anything find bad. a way to bond, yeah. you guys. Find a way to bond, well, also, like befriend, you, connect. You, you don't yeah. know, like, the others, like, you know, it frustrates me sometimes when people say that they hate certain artists or hate a person that they don't really know because you never know, like, what's on the, the other side of that, that story. There really are two sides to every story, and you don't know what that artist or that team member is is dealing with and if you knew everything that was going on you would probably understand their point of view and why things oh, are absolutely. happening the way they are yeah that's absolutely a great point. you got you got to understand or you're never going to get past uh to the next step so um so yeah i mean great tip totally you know if you're looking for a job let's bond let's be on the same page. yeah and i mean it doesn't have to be complicated either just maybe do a little instagram research instagram Twitter. stalking is such a resource for so many things in life uh, yeah. yes it is Truly. yeah in business it's i mean seriously like i don't meet with anyone without looking them up first i even tell people that are interviewing with me for my company oh hey like when i interviewed um one of our new account managers sarah i said I looked up your Instagram and I think you have beautiful tattoos. That was the first thing I said to her when we had a phone call. And she's like, oh my gosh, like, thank you. But then it kind of kicked off from there. But I mean, you just have to kind of like know the angle. Like she I does thought, have good tattoos. She does have really yeah. pretty tattoos. Um, I just, I wanted to find a way to bond with her because I, I had really good recommendations and I wanted her to like my company. So vice versa. Yeah, absolutely. And I had, um, we had a position open at CrowdSurf and this guy applied for the job, but then he also went so far to like stalk me online and he found my CrowdSurf email and then he sent me his resume that way. And I was like, I really appreciate your stalking skills because sometimes I mean, that's part of what you do. Exactly. I was just going to say like half the battle is like stalking some of these, you know, editors and writers and finding out their email address. So I was like, it, I it is. I appreciated that. And that got me I mean, me that's to... a lot of what our interns do for you, I feel like. Yeah. Like trying to find the connection to get in touch with whoever we need to get in touch with. Exactly. Yeah. So totally agree with you on that. I think Cassie and I definitely hustled our way into what we're doing. Uh, and we're still hustling every day. And now we get to hustle together. Ooh. Yes, we do. That's awesome. But the hustle never... Like, you don't, like, hustle for a couple of years and get to, like, chill out on a no. yacht. That's, like, not a real right. thing. And, like, when you no. see those people with their hot yacht pictures on Instagram, I'm telling you, they're answering a lot of emails and taking conference calls in between those yacht pictures. Yes. That's all I'm saying. I mean, it's true. It's true. And and it's funny because it's like people always see your highlight reel. And granted, I think most of my job is my highlight reel. But, oh, you're, you know, you're so lucky. You get to do this. You get to do that. I just want you guys to know it is a hustle. It is yeah. a constant hustle. It is a get up, put your laptop on your lap, have that phone up until you go to bed. And that's because, you know, I want to keep growing and, and, and building and doing bigger and better things. And so does Cassie and so does Nina. And that's why we, you know, we truly do work so, so well together. We do. Oh, um, yes. <laughs> teamwork makes the dream work. Teamwork. Yes. That's one of my favorite cheesy quotes. It is funny, though. But it's so it, but it's true. true. It's true. Well, yeah. You no, have to work together as a team. Yeah. yeah nobody's doing like anything by themselves no. and if no. you're by yourself that's just kind of like weird and antisocial. oh no shout out to our assistant nikki who literally keeps us going 
I'm just saying, I just felt like giving her a shout out. She's part of the team. She's great. Nikki has been life changing. Yeah. Nikki is awesome. Nikki's incredible. When she, she wears Nikki she, on. Yes. And she yeah. wears really cool overalls. Oh, Nikki she does. does. The yeah. ones today she's wearing, she's so rocking cool. those. So, yeah. And you know what's funny? I heard Nikki today and she was talking about making fake passes. And I think she was like, oh, no, my boss is totally listening to this. And I was like, oh, that's fine. Cassie used to do that for the Backstreet Boys. And now she works with them. <laughs> yeah, there's be- there's way better tools for it now, though. It's like I was doing <laughs> I was pulling this on Microsoft Paint. That's hard. Microsoft Ooh. Paint. Yes. Can we get sponsored by Microsoft Paint? TBT. Yes. <laughs> I think we should make our logo I'm very, on Microsoft Paint. I'm very grateful to Microsoft Paint. I am many too. things in my life. I am too. I remember taking an actual class on it in high school. Did you do that? No. Yeah. Neither did I. Real, real class on it. That sounds like so much fun. <laughs> it was a real thing I did. So what have you guys hustled on? Oh, my goodness. A lot. <laughs> hustled all the time i i just you know you never stop but cassie you tell your story starting with high school with high school well yeah i always thought i think i think the first key thing that i think is really interesting about your story is that you got a college rep job with wea and you were in high you weren't in college yeah you were in high school well i think that the reason i i think a lot of i mean yes i definitely hustled i think a lot of it was because i was so terrified of not getting a job in the music business yeah that i found everything I could do in Louisville to build my resume because I was like I need to make my resume look awesome which means I have to like do things to put on my resume exactly can't just make them up so I um you know I'm from Louisville Kentucky so there's you know limited options as to what local music industry experience looks like there and my radio station would would not have me I was always you know I, I hosted for free the top five at nine multiple times but you know they never would have me so the things I I did Cassie, was... I would totally hire you for my radio station thank you I appreciate it I had a lot of fun <laughs> taking calls and tallying votes for songs see um, I never got to do that it was really, I never it was to be really on the air fun. it was really you know? fun I was on the air a lot <laughs> I mean there was this show called kids concerns but we'll get into that later but I didn't get to be like live on the air you know so I it, so I, I you know I tried to apply find something there like promotions jobs and stuff I just don't think I was old enough I was like 16 they were not gonna you know they're not gonna hire me um so I, I found some in, like low-key internships at local record label um there was this uh band i worked with named digby that i really liked and um, i remember you had their t-shirt in college they were awesome they were like my favorite local band in in high school what kind of music was it it was like a like a like a pop rock kind of band i feel like you guys need to insert like a snippet of one of their songs right here is that like do we have to like oh yeah they had a song i really i think they'll i I can hook it up because you know i need to get that gratis please (laughs) i think i can hook that up digby i want falling up is the song i want also worked for like a local manager in louisville as well and uh, so i kind of had like a couple good things on my resume and um i applied for the week and you were how old when you kind of started doing this 16 16 people yes as soon as i could drive wow i was out there i was also i also did like the street team stuff i was posting flyers um for my my favorite artist at the time was howie day uh, I went from boy bands. Not to be confused with Howie D. Mm-hmm. No, Howie Day. Howie Day. Guitar player, looping guy. Um, he's awesome. I really wanted him to be 
super famous and uh, was all about like posting flyers and letting the whole world know about how great he was. Um, so I, I did all these great things and actually won a lot of cool contests um, for his street team, which I did put on my resume because that is impressive to win. I mean, it is street team contest. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And when I applied to be the WIA college rep, when WIA is like the Warner Music Group distribution branch, when I applied to be a college rep, they're like, and back then they distributed real live CDs, like real things in stores. Yes. And there I, were store, there were actual stores that people went to and bought music. It was really cool. It was really cool. Yes. I still do it sometimes. It's fun. <laughs> and I, 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 um, when I applied, they were like, usually we don't take people till they're a, like a junior, like, but you're in college In college, <laughs> but your resume is awesome. So we're going to bring you on now. So that's kind of how I got. Yes. My- Cassie. Drop the mic. Oh, yes. I'm going to ask your mom since she's in here. Is she telling the truth? Oh, yes. Okay. We're (laughs) confirming. Fact checking with Cheryl. (laughs) Yes. Appreciate that. (laughs) That fact check. (laughs) Amazing. Uh, So that's, you know, I just did everything I could because I I wanted to do it. I didn't know what exactly I wanted to do, but all those experience helped me kind of figure out the digital. But then I think you have to go into as well when, you know, you went, I know we're going to actually talk about um, kind of dig more into college and how that situation all happened in a future episode, but dig into how you took that WIA opportunity and basically got into Warner Nashville from there. Yeah. Um, so when I was working at WIA, it was very focused, like we were talking about earlier, like real life CDs that you buy at stores. And at that time, it was 2004, would have been 2004, mm-hmm. and we it was my first year of college, you know, being this college rep and all, and I remember coming across MySpace, and I was like, why aren't any of my artists that we are using MySpace? Like, this is crazy. Like, why is nobody using it? They can promote to people. I see. And for the most part back then, there were really only kind of like innovative and in- independent artists on MySpace. You didn't have like major label artists creating MySpace. There, there weren't any. It was major either label. just like, I guess the beginning of what you call an influencer or like famous MySpace person or just like random, you know, regular people or independent artists that really were hustling. There was no major artists on MySpace. There, in, there were like, no, 2004. I don't remember any major label artists. And I went to my boss and she's like, I don't, what's a MySpace? Like, I don't yeah. really know what that is. Like, sure. Pick a band and put them on there. So I picked the, the click five and uh, she connected me with their management. That was the first MySpace I ran. And I will tell you that was a hustle because in the, because at that point, because MySpace was so indie, there weren't tools to like handle large quantities of people. So you would have to, it was a manual situation. So you'd have to accept every friend request one by one. And that would pile up to be like thousands of people yeah. and you would just have to sit down and scroll and scroll and scroll. We actually know somebody that got vertigo from yes. accepting MySpace. We, no way. Yes. It was yes. an artist manager that said, how do you guys do that? I was scrolling and I literally got vertigo from <laughs> yeah. the scrolling process. Cause on there's MySpace only, there's only That's 10 wild. on a page. So you have to and like accept each and one and, and then scroll. like, and then it doesn't automatically repopulate. So you accept them all. Then you have to go to the next page. And then it's a lot. And then if new ones came in, it would like, like new friend requests would come in. Like while you were accepting, it would like mess up the whole thing. Eventually MySpace got like an auto accept, but for the first couple of years, like it was really a grind. And then I was also like making sure like the band was answering all their messages and they were getting like hundreds of messages a day. So it was like, it was a, it was a lot of work, but I, uh, 
I was like, I'm going to make this awesome and show people that like I can be valuable to somebody. And that's it. It, it, it paid off. It paid off. And then you ended up um, because you were associated with WIA, which is Warner's distribution branch. Yes. Uh, asking, hey, Warner Nashville, which is literally country artists and comedy artists that Cassie wasn't really working with at the time. Can I come sit in your office and play with MySpace? And they said yes. And then she took it over. That I saw that it happened. It was awesome. Yeah. I didn't know cool. anything about country music at the time. I know a lot now. Um, but I, I learned everything I could about it. And it was it was fun to educate that, you know, people in that genre on what was going on. on and the and it, at the time, the, the digital department was called the New Media Department. Yes. And the, the New Media Department basically was like sort of the catch all of anything marketing or anything at the record label that did not fall in another part. Another part of category. So it'd yeah. be like, the, it, you know, websites or, you know, ringtones was a real big thing. Ringtones. Yes. Yes. Yeah. All I, the ringtones. I used to. And like, then there was the ring back. Is that what it was called? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Philip um, at our office, he was telling me today that he still knows somebody with the ring back and really? I'm pretty jealous. Yeah. My Just, ring Justin back? in our Culver office still has a ringtone. Like when it's what is rings? it? It's uh, John Bellion. <laughs> He's such wow. a fan girl. Justin, <laughs> we it drives us crazy. He knows this, but like it drives us crazy. We're like, can you please get a new ringtone? This so is for amazing. his birthday, I think we're gonna get him a new ringtone. We're just figuring out like what it should be. Wow, we I think we could get like a custom one. Can we get like a poll going? Well, I'm thinking song? like, what if we had a Backstreet Boy like do like a custom one just for Justin or something? I think we should. I, I Let's don't think make he like happen. the Backstreet Boys one though. But but it's just that's the point. And the rest. Oh of- yeah. Okay, I get it now. <laughs> and the rest of us in the office have to listen to it too. So why don't we do something we all want? <laughs> I remember Cassie's <laughs> ringtone for like five years was Jack's mannequin, and it would always be in a part of the office she wasn't in, and it was so loud. Something about a dark room. Dark blue. Dark blue. <laughs> dark blue. I remember the Classic song, over- Jade. Well, Cassie, it was a ringtone, so I couldn't really hear the words too clearly. <laughs> oh, it was like the... <laughs> <laughs> so Cassie Hustled made ringtones. Woohoo! Yes. Love it. Ringtones. Ringtones. Jade, what um, What was your like first memory of like hustling for the oh, industry? Oh, my gosh. How'd um, you get in? My first memory of hustling for the industry is probably going from um, grocery store to grocery store to collect all of the new kids pinups. I was eight. It wasn't really work. It was just that sounds really stressful. It really was like trying to get all of them and collecting the cards. No, but like on the work side, uh, you know, I think everything kind of started for me when I was, uh, you know, obviously got into the Backstreet Boys. And the thing about the Backstreet Boys was in their heyday, they were absolutely impossible to meet like these days there are so many opportunities to meet your favorite artists and like meet and greets are so common but back then i mean like if you look at the percentage of people that have met the back you know maybe like a one direction or something compared to the percentage of people that met backstreet back in like 99 i mean i i don't know about math but i mean you know what i'm saying like it was probably point zero 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 one percent i would have saved up any any dollar amount in the world to make it happen and that's why i took to other measures to make it happen because it didn't i couldn't the only way you could win is if you like won a contest. A contest. that's the only way to meet them pretty much basically impossible you know so basically 
that being said, I got very into kind of lower level boy bands because they were more accessible. So like, this is true. You, I participated. If you in this played trend. a mall or even better, a church, I was all about you because I could get to you <laughs> yeah. and I could talk to you and I could physically touch you and hug you. Um, so. Yeah, I basically started my own street teams for low-level boy bands. I feel like bad saying that, but I mean, look, let's we're just going to base this on record sales. Lower record sales than the Backstreet Boys. Right. Um and anyways, these boy bands, I started making my own there was no social media back then, so there wasn't about like fan pages whatever, but there was straight up like street teams. And so I remember the hardest part was there was this boy band. It was a Christian boy band. They sang about Jesus. They were called Plus One. I know Cassie's a fan as well. I am. She is. And um, I wanted to be on their street team. And it was funny because they were a Christian band signed to a mainstream label. They were on Atlantic. And I I guess I emailed or something or might have even sent physical mail at the time. But I wanted to be on their street team, which a street team back in the day was Let's spend a lot of money on a lot of crap that kids don't know what to do with. Because like you can't like you can't really train random people how to use promotional materials properly. Yep. And so a lot of times kids either just like throw them in the corner of the room because they wanted the one poster or they just, you know, just don't know what to do with them. You know, they give them to their five friends that like the band. So I really wanted to like really do the job and I wanted to be on the street team and I knew I could do it like really well. So I contacted them in some way and said, I, you know, I want to be on the plus one street team. And they were like, sorry, we're full. And I'm like, how could you not want more people to spread the word about your band? Like right. it made no sense to me at the time. I think I was maybe 18 or so. And I was just baffled that the fact that they didn't want someone as skilled as me and as passionate as me to promote their band. Okay. So I said, screw it. I'm going to make my own street team. So I made the pop squad, the plus one promo squad. And I remember I was working at a daycare at the time and like full time. And I, t I got, it was the first time I got a real vacation, like a paid vacation. So I took my vacation for a week. And during that week, I spent the entire week building a website for my street team. And I was like, this is what I'm taking this week off. And like, I'm not going on like a trip. I'm going to build my website. So I built my website and like my parents' computer, PC. <laughs> and uh, I launched the Pop Squad. And so did that. I was working at the daycare at the time. I was working part-time at Radio Disney, which is a whole nother topic I'll get to at some point because that's a long, long period of my life. But um, I was using that little bit of money to make and buy my own promotional materials because I was like, well, if they're not going to give me posters and stickers, I'm going to do it myself. So I did. And I made all these stickers and posters. And um, I eventually decided that I was just going to find their manager's email address and reach out to him. <laughs> so I did. So I sent him an email and I said, you know, I want to do what you do. I want to, I want to work for a band one day. And he gave me the advice to be a lawyer. And I was like, no, I don't want to be a lawyer. I want to work for a boy band. And so then I think he thought I was serious. So he said, um, he said, okay. And he had his assistant email me and set up a call. I was, I think, 18 at the time. And I'm like, whoa. Right. Whoa. And so his name is Mitchell Soleric. He was definitely my mentor at that, you know, stage in my my life and I guess beginning of my career. And um, he did a call with me and he said, how old are you? And I said, well, I'm 18. He said, oh, okay, okay. Because I think he thought I might have been like 13 or something. <laughs> and he basically was like, you know, um, I am really 
impressed with what you are doing. Would you like to run our street team? And I'm like, oh my gosh. That's the holy grail. Like, yeah. It wouldn't even let me yeah. have a poster to put up at my school, but now I can run. Yes. So that was like my first gig. And I was paid basically, I might've been paid nothing to be completely honest. Um, it wasn't about money at all. And that was kind of my first like gig in the music industry. Yeah. That you um, hustled yeah. It was to like get. that I hustled to get. And so I was, and it was funny. I remember when he wanted to do a call with me, my dad kept telling me, you know, Jade, you can't put their logo on your website. That's copyrighted. And so he's like, that manager is calling you to tell you that they're suing you. <laughs> I can totally see your dad saying He was that. like, you can't use the photos and put them on your website. And it's just so funny now in this day and age. He was just so concerned that I was going to get sued. And I was like, well, I'm either going to get sued or get hired. So I'll take can it Craig, does he... Can he work on our takedown team? <laughs> he does. Okay, cool. I'm just making sure if he was concerned about copyright, then now he definitely needs to be. Yes, we work- actually hired my dad a few months ago to work on the takedown team. So, so. He, he works on copyright oh, yeah. infringement. So I think that, you know, now. he hustled back then. Worried about those plus one logos. Right. Let me tell you. Um, <laughs> I mean, so yeah, that was kind of my first hustle. Yeah. Honestly. I mean, listening to you guys talk about this just really inspires me and just like refreshes that like we all still have this like hustle within all of us yes and one thing to like point out about everybody's story is that like you just tried in any avenue you could and you were just like i have nothing to lose at this point truly like you it's like what are you gonna do say no okay i'll just try try to find a different avenue yeah and you know like like i was saying about radio disney i had um a supervisor there one time and I was actually kind of pretty much scared of her. Like she was kind of tough. Mm-hmm. And um, I, um, this is another one of my hustles, but when I worked there, I was hired to literally, like I went to my interview at Radio Disney. Okay. I think I was 20 and they said, why do you want to work here? And I said, cause I want to meet the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> And they just looked at me like, I can't believe she actually said that, but I love it. Like they were so great. And so um, I worked there for about a year at the time. And I remember, I didn't know a lot about the music industry then and how like it functioned behind the scenes. But I remember thinking, wow, we give away a lot of tickets to local concerts. And there were 50 some station, Radio Disney stations around the U.S. at that time. And I remember Nick Carter from the Backstreet Boys did his first solo tour. And I obviously really wanted to go, but I had very limited funds back in that time. So I had done the math and basically like if I wanted to go, I had to, I wasn't going to be able to afford the gas and the ticket. Like there was just no way to do it. So I had this thought like maybe since we give away tickets, I could find a ticket from like the station in Philadelphia, which was the closest concert to me. And I could, I could go to that concert. So, um, I, I got, got up the courage to go talk to our station manager and was like, hi, like I need to ask you something. And she could tell I was terrified, yeah. which is so funny. Cause I'm so not scared of anything now, but this, this one meeting changed why I'm not scared of anything now. And it's very in line with what you were saying. And I, I went in and I was so, I don't think I'd ever actually been in her actual office before. Mm-hmm. She was the station manager and I was a street team kid, you know, I was a fun squad. And um, so anyways, I was, she said, I can tell you're nervous, but let me just tell you this. If you don't ask me what you want, you're never going to get it. If you do ask me, you might not get it, but you might. Right. Yes. And it's so basic but just the way she said it was like, it just impacted me in such a way that was that like, at that point, 
made me realize there's never a reason not to ask for something. And so I just decided I was going to start asking and it totally changed the way I kind of did everything. So I sat down and I asked her, listen, I want to see Nick Carter, yada, yada. Maybe you could ask the Philadelphia station. I don't know, please. I love him. Okay. And so like that happened. And she's like, well, you know, thank you for asking. Um, I don't know. I, I don't even know if I know them right now, but I'll see what I can do. So I was like, okay, cool. Like I was very nerve wracking. Like I'm like getting flustered talking about it now. It was so much of the time. And so I don't know, like a few days later, I'm sitting at my house and I get a call. My dad's like, yo, like your boss is on the phone. Of course, like, like, you know, and I'm like, why is she calling? And this probably is probably something bad, bad or something. Yeah. <laughs> no one's like, gonna get fired. Like Disney logo yeah. illegally. <laughs> so I, I sat down and I think she even told me like, you need to sit down. So I sat down at my, and this was my house phone, by the way. I don't even think we had cell phones at this time. And she's like, I like, I need to ask you a favor if I'm going to do something for you. And I'm like, anything, like any, like, what would you like? And she's like, I need you, if you go to this concert in Philadelphia, to interview Nick Carter. What a favor. Pause for effect. I'm just like. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> First of all, I had never interviewed anybody outside of my high school newspaper. Um, but I was like terrified. Exci- I mean, like every emotion you could ever imagine. And uh, and I did it. And so I went to Philadelphia and my I remember the date. It was February 23rd, 2003. And uh, I uh, I interviewed Nick Carter. And it was like, and at that time, I never even thought I would meet a Backstreet Boy, let yeah. alone talk to one, you know. Um, so yeah, it was. Anyways, but I wanted to tell the story not because of the interview, but because of the reason I asked was because, and I continued to ask was because someone told me, "Don't be scared to ask." The worst I could do is say no, but the worst you could do is not ask. Exactly, and, and, and just, and this is not just like asking for something. This is like if you want anything, even if it's not asking a question, but you have to communicate like what you would like to see happen. Like if whether it's, you know, asking for a job or if you're in a job and you're not happy about something, you have to tell people what you don't like so that it can be fixed. Like people are not mind readers. True. And so they don't know what you want if you don't ask for it or don't tell them that something's wrong. Yeah, and- but I think people I think younger people think that they're going to be fired for like stirring the pot a little bit. You know, do you guys, I mean, do you think that? Um, I, I don't know. I see where you're going with it. But I, I mean, I think that's why I was told what I was told, yeah. you know, because I think I obviously I was terrified for some reason. But why was I terrified? I don't even I can't even express to you why I was terrified. I mean, I was terrified because I was afraid of being told no. Yeah. And and that was enough for me of being told. It's embarrassing. to it, be. Yeah, to be I guess that's no. what it is, yep. too, you know. But but it's it's, you know, embarrassment is. It's uh, the only person that's embarrassed is you. It's, <laughs> you know? it's true. And, and you know, it's funny because I think something that I'm, you know, I, I have a dream life. I really do. And I got there from asking. That, that's how I got there. And one of the most common questions I get from people is like, or maybe not questions, but com- common comments I get from people is, I want your life. I want to do what you do, which we've obviously established is kind of the point of this podcast. But what I tell them is, for everything I do that you think is really cool, there were 20 things I didn't get to do. But I was okay with asking for the 20 and being told no, so I got to do the one. Yeah. You know? So it is about, you know, you got to ask. 
gotta hustle. You gotta ask and communicate. Yeah. Like Cassie was saying, like, we're not mind readers. Nobody, no. a, nobody, you know, Miss Cleo went to jail because she lied. Nobody is a mind reader. Right. <laughs> like that, it's just not, oh, it's not a real thing. We're on episode two and you've got the Miss Cleo references. I love Miss Cleo. I know you do. I know you do, girl. Yeah. But she's in jail. Is she still in jail? Should we go to jail and interview her? Yes. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Okay, now we're gonna get to something. I know that got a little serious, but I, it's it's important. Um, but something a little more fun. I want to talk about the Backstreet Boys cruise. Uh, I could talk about it forever, forever. <laughs> um, so I want to talk about it mainly because all three of us have been on it. Cassie and Nina have not been together, but I've been with both of them. Right. So sad. so I've been on it. I think five times. Cassie's been on it what two or three times. Yes. And Nina just went on her first once Backstreet yeah. Boys cruise. Yeah. So um I um I just kinda first I'm gonna Cassie, can you explain what like what a is Backstreet Boys yeah. cruise yeah. is? So a Backstreet Boys cruise is the two thousand biggest Backstreet Boys fans in the world. Truly. All in a boat together in the middle of the ocean with the Backstreet Boys actively interacting and participating in events with the said group of fans. Yes. That is what it is. And uh, Nina, you going on the Backstreet Boys cruise, this was only like, what, two, beginning of May. So this is like three months ago, ago, two, three months ago. Um, I wanted to ask you, what was your most, what was your favorite moment? Like your favorite, maybe like, oh, this makes me feel so good. I'm excited. I was here, whatever. And what was your most shocking moment? (laughs) My My favorite moment, I think it was just, I don't I don't have one in particular because I think it was like an overall favorite was I have a new respect for the Backstreet Boys because those guys hustled. They, I mean, they, they do. do. They really cruise. do. Like, let me tell you, they were up first thing in the morning doing mm-hmm. meet and greets for hours. Hours. Then they would like have lunch. Then there would be like an event in the afternoon. Every each of the members had their own single event. And then they would come back for like a group event. And, and then, most of the events they do twice because the exactly. theater on the boat is only so big. Yeah. So they do everything two times. Then they would come back and they would do the after party. And that would last until what? Two, three in the morning. I mean, we're just kind later. of standing to the side helping. And I'm so exhausted. Exhaust- I can't yeah. imagine actually performing the whole right. time. And then they did it for three days, four days. Yeah. And I was, I was, I was exhausted and I was like, I didn't do like as half as much as they did. No. And so c- coming back from that, I was, you know, reflecting on the cruise and I was like, wow, those, and those guys hustled and Truly. they still do it to Look at this you day. like looping all this together I on know. subject, Nina. I'm just so, you're such a, you're very cohesive so, about those press angles, Nina. You know, I <laughs> really, I, I like it. I I'm like it. And everybody, uh, you know, when my friends would ask me like, Tell me about the Backstreet Boys cruise. I was like, they're hustlers. They truly are. Yeah, they really are. So I I, I'm more excited to get though to your shocking moment. Oh, but I feel yes. like we. I feel like after all, all the. I think the five I've been on. I feel like your shocking moment is probably also my shocking moment from this cruise. And I feel like we need to share it together. But I could be wrong. But like, can I say this shocking moment? Absolutely. If it's, it's about who I think it is, is she, it about she would Jill? T- it's, it's definitely about Jill. About Jill. <laughs> Jill is just. Oh, she's such a gem. She is one of a kind, and she's the type of person that does not care about what anybody no, thinks No, seriously. About like, she's living her best life. She truly is. You guys should follow her on Instagram. It's yep. Jilly Pickle. She's and amazing. She, I don't even know Jill's last name, do I? I think I... 
Pickles. Pickles. Let's just call her Pickles. Um, do I really not know her last name? She's just Jill. Like, she's I'm going to look it up right now. She's I'm like a, she's a legend. She only yeah. needs a first name. She really does. No, she has to have a last name, guys. People have last names, but it's more legendary to just be referred to. Literally, her name. her name on Instagram is just Pickle. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't that, even that know if I have right. her last name. That feels right. Um, I don't know if I want to know her last name. I, think I don't either. I just want her to be Jill. Yep. Yeah. Um, so my... I mean, Jill is just a joy. She's wonderful. And the thing about Jill is she never complains. No. She's just like, oh, I'm just going to go have fun and do something else. Whatever. She's a rock like, star. She is a rock star. So, okay. My favorite moment was probably definitely your favorite moment. Was it? I'm really nervous <laughs> and I wasn't there. Um, was it when she? It was the first night. Oh, I was in a. No, no, no. It was the high school theme night. <laughs> Backstreet High. What was it? Helen, what was it called? Fast times at Backstreet High, and everybody dressed up like high school. So in high school, I was really into TLC. So my outfit, no, that was my 90s outfit. What did what I was, wear for the, the high school night? Oh, I was like a little bit like punk rock. Yes. So I wore, that was oh, nothing special. What did you, you wear? Cheerleading I was outfit. a cheerleader. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I was a little grungy because that yeah. was like a thing. Okay. I was a little like a little Nirvana-y, I guess. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a very well thought out outfit. But Jill... Let me tell you about Jill. I guess Jill was really into weed in high school. (laughs) So Jill, as she does, had themed pasties made and was wearing marijuana leaf pasties. Pretty much only. (laughs) And we walked by Jill and she says, Jill is the biggest Howie fan. She says, can you take a picture for Howie? I mean, she was, it was two in the morning and she was drunk and so it was more like can you take a picture of her howie i was like absolutely and i have the most incredible photo on my phone of first of all nina's holding back jill's hair so we can see the pasties of jill showing us in all her glory her marijuana leaf pasties and i was like this is the most incredible moment that i've ever had on the backstreet boys cruise Yes, that that's a my that's the exact moment I was thinking of, and I just I see it in my mind right now. Like I can never, like you can never unsee that. No, I but can't. like in a pleasant way, right? In an amazing, like way. Jill's got great boobs. She does, and the pasties just—I mean—they make them sparkle. You know, <laughs> Cassie. What was? Do I have to share my favorite moment? Yes. Oh my gosh, I've actually had so many. I'm gonna I'm gonna share two. Can I share two? Yeah. I mean, I've been on five cruises. One was I think it was. It was the year before Kevin kind of came back to the Backstreet Boys and he showed up in the Bahamas. I mean, we knew it was going to happen because we were working with them, but it was still incredible to see him there. But there was this like impromptu performance of one of my favorite songs, I Still. And do you remember when we were up on the like balcony? There was like this like balcony and I happened to be standing right under it and I didn't know this was going to happen. And it's just this song is like very, very special to me for a lot of reasons, but they came out and just sang this song and they were like standing right above me and I lost it. Like it was, it was amazing. My other favorite moment would be this year on the cruise. And granted, I complained about this theme night for weeks because Helen came up with it. I get the concept. It's millennium night, obviously best album ever. Not my favorite Backstreet Boys album, but best album ever. And Helen wanted everybody to wear all white because the Backstreet Boys wear all white on the cover. So I was very not happy about wearing all white. And I actually completely rebelled and didn't wear white that night. You did. Because I was like, I'm not doing it. It's not happening. Um, However, the Backstreet Boys came out and shout out to their stylist, Tierney. I mean, I didn't even know what they were going to wear. And I teared up. They came out. They were wearing... 
pretty much the exact replica of the outfits they wore on the cover of Millennium. And they came out and they staged the same pose that is the album cover. And it was like seeing it in real life. I'm like 30 feet away from seeing this image in real life with these same people that I've like had on my, I have chills, like I've had on my wall for years. And then they proceeded to basically karaoke to the tracks of um, the album, but like perform the entire Millennium album. And that was awesome. Front to back. And then during the perfect fan, I had a freaking breakdown and just started bawling my eyes out. And then AJ came and hugged at me and we just both cried a lot. And that was one of my favorite moments. It's a great moment. It's a great moment. Cassie, what was your most shocking moment? (laughs) Um, I hope it's Jill related. I don't know. No, it's not. How do you beat a Jill moment like but, that? But I, we didn't really we know, didn't Jill. know Jill as well okay, back then. Okay. So. I, I mean, I would say, like, and overall, I think the most shocking thing is, like, what the Backstreet Boys, like, cruise brings out of each individual person itself. <laughs> and I think that I, deep. My, my most, uh, I don't know, shocking, but something I was surprised that I personally did on the cruise was... um. What? Remember when I remember it was Rihanna's song, like we the We Found Love Rihanna song was okay. playing, and I had like I had like a dance off with like this man. Oh, man, you man. did. Is there footage? She totally did. I, there could be footage on an old phone of mine. I remember this. It was Content. on the deck. Yes, it was on the deck. It was like, on the deck, and like Howie was watching. I'm yeah. pretty sure. And I just had a dance what, off. What was the theme night that night? What were you? It was prom. No, I. Was it prom? I feel like it was prom. I was wearing a dress. I was wearing a dress. Yeah, it was definitely prom. I remember I was wearing a dress. It was prom night because it was the year that our friends Jessica and Caroline went. Right. Yes. So it was definitely prom night. Yeah, just I remember Jessica and Caroline being there. But yes, I had definitely like, and if you know me, and as you get to know me, I'm not like a a dance off no type of person. Not (laughs) did you win? Did you win? Yeah, I did. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, she totally yes. won. I mean, it was some, yeah. Cassie does this thing when she gets intense, she like bites her tongue. <laughs> <laughs> it's really hilarious. I think we should post a photo of it happening or more like a gif. But you have to but like she get doesn't... me in like whatever. I can't like mimic it. Like, I'm going to do it like... for Nina so she can see it. It's like this like. <gasps> <laughs> the eyes kind of go sideways. The tongue goes sideways. She bites it and there's like a big breath with it. Uh-huh. So um, it's the butt. <gasps> Okay, <laughs> I have to make this thing happen. So there was a lot of the tongue biting yeah. during this dance off. <laughs> yes. So yeah. So what was your what was your favorite like you know memorable, cute, I mean, feely moment? I mean, I think I have two. One is when I realized that on the, that it's really easy to utilize the other parts of the boat where the Backstreet Boys aren't at. Oh, like the water slide. Like the water, like because everyone's looking for the Backstreet Boys. So like when other things would normally be crowded on a cruise, the things like the water slide have no line. Cassie, so, that's that's not what we're talking about here. What was your favorite Backstreet <laughs> Boys moment on oh, the cruise? I, I, mean, I would say, like, I don't know if I can have, like, a standout moment, but the thing I just love is that they really plays, like, a lot of rare songs yes, that they would not super play. super rare songs. And, you know, not play at uh, other like, shows. What, what the year you, I feel like you didn't see as many rare, like, what songs do you remember that they played? Siberia is always, is always oh, one that Siberia. makes me happy. And I remember oh, them playing that and, like, walking through the aisles. You know what else I remember? Don't want you back. Yes. yes. Before it was in the show. Yes. Yes. It was yep. very cool. And Wait, also, it's not in the show. No, but, but it was. It wasn't. It's not in this show, but it was in the show before. That was, was it in the in a world like this? Uh, okay. Yeah. But I hadn't seen it like. And probably since like um uh, uh Black and Blue maybe or, was it in that tour? 
Maybe not. I don't know. I hadn't seen I, it in I remember years. Millennium. I remember it being a Millennium. So that wait, wasn't that where they like hung off those poles? Yes. <laughs> oh, like the, the, the like the I ladder with like a weird ladder thing. Yes. Like a backwards ladder. And, and, and like and like they would like be looking like they're lassoing and they're like up on the ladder. Okay. <laughs> yes. I can see AJ lassoing. Yeah, though. I think he was the lassoer. He was rounding them oh, up. <laughs> rounding them up. So I think you know, just up. like having those sort of you know, more unique, specific to like your top one percent of your fan base moments. I think it's definitely the the coolest, the coolest part for sure. And then there's that whole seasick part. Yeah, Ugh. I don't like that. That was rough. It was rough. Yeah, it's and, very and it was thing. storming when we went. Oh my goodness! Remember? When we went, yeah, we were oh. we were supposed to go to Turks and Caicos this year, but it was storming so bad. Like <laughs> I was around. literally <laughs> laying in my bed, and I would just roll to one side and roll because the boat was moving that much, and I was so nauseous. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Ooh, those cruises, but what you go through to work and do your job and hustle and hustle, hustle, hustle. Well, Nina, thank you for hustling, working all day, and now you're here at eight o'clock at night. You can totally come in late tomorrow. I mean, unless you have a client meeting or something. Yeah, I'm like at a busy day tomorrow. You're like, yeah, I'm really busy. It's not going to happen, Jade. (laughs) Plus, like when you're a publicist, you have to wake up on the West Coast and the East Coast has already been working for three hours. So, yeah. And publicists already have to get up really early because that's like when releases come out. And that's because when artists do stupid things at night in clubs. Yeah. They have to be awake to fix it before the rest of the Exactly. Thank you so much for having me, you guys. I of had so much course, fun. Nina, I feel like I learned you. so much about you two, what? even more. We learned about you too. It was awesome. And you had amazing right. advice. Yes, oh, thank Nina. You. Thank you for sharing with everyone. If you guys want to follow Nina, can we tell them your Instagram, Nina? Yeah, it's Nina K724. Nina K724. That's because her birthday's coming up on 724. Nina Palooza, y'all. Nina Palooza, y'all. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so much. Um,. Cassie, it's your turn. Thank you guys so much for tuning in again, or thank you for checking our podcast out if you're just discovering us. We really hope you enjoyed it. We'd also love if you can subscribe and give us five stars and leave a nice comment. It really helps new people find us and will help us continue to grow. Also, you can follow us on Instagram at How I Got Backstage and Twitter at I Got Backstage. Woo! And you can also follow our personal accounts. Mine is just my name because I'm a grown-up at Cassie Petrie, and Jade still has a 2005, uh, you know, screen name for a handle. Spell it for them, Jade. It is not a 2005 based screen name because the album it references came out in 2008, but it is fully a Jade. F O L I E A J A D E. Thank you guys again for tuning in, and we'll. See you next week. Bye, Bye guys.